good morning, listener. It's the creative brother. I want to thank you for listening in, and um, I'm on the road. <laughs> I'm doing this podcast today because I want the graduating high school students of a listener, of any listeners that might listen. If you know graduating high school, college, or people who are um, art, vocational school, whatever else, people changing jobs, I want to change jobs, re-entering the workforce, um, uh, and professionals looking for reliable labor market information. I don't know how many people are familiar with the the federal, the U.S. federal government's Occupational Outlook Handbook, which is uh, produced by the U.S. Bureau of Labor and Statistics, or what I call BLS. You can go to bls.gov. And you'll see it on the homepage to your right, up in your right-hand corner. I want to talk about this because <clears throat> I have a niece who's graduating in a couple of weeks. So welcome to this podcast. I, don't, I think it's 87, 8, I don't know, 89, whatever. Too many. Season 3, episode 12. And I'm on the road, so if you can hear road noise, I'm sorry. I've got some business to do today. and It's a beautiful day. It's been raining all week here and um, it's just uh, not supposed to be today. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't bother me because it's, uh, you know, I'm an arborist. So I like to be outside in my plants and stuff. And uh, I've got some work to do this evening. I, uh, hopefully it'll be dry. I can do it. Uh, so let's get started. Because this is, um, I don't know. I don't think I've talked about this in any of my podcasts. I meant to look before I started this. I didn't get a chance to. <laughs> But it's the Occupational Outlook Handbook, OOH. And it's produced, published every year by the U.S. Bureau of Labor and Statistics, BLS. It's a comprehensive and up-to-date up, you know, information source about a ton of occupations. And really what it talks about is the nature of the work, job duties, the educational requirements, you know, the median pay data, the like five and ten year job outlook for it and I'm telling you it's great my niece she told me that she wanted to study she thinks she wants to study biology well I started my career <laughs> my post high school life while going to college and working and all of that uh, and building 37 NASA Houston in the uh, in the R&D building sure did gathering and collecting astronaut gathering, collecting, and um, um, analyzing astronaut data, astronaut medical data. And uh, that's where I get my medical, my statistics background from early. I can look at something, tell you all about it, just looking at some numbers. But at any rate, so biomedical, it was the um, medical operations branch. That's what it was called. <clears throat> okay, so I talked to her about, and this is early, this is 1980. In the earliest reaches of biomed, you know, the words biomed, biomedical, the biomedical industry. I got to touch all that stuff before y'all, I mean, <laughs> I'm 60, I'm 61 and five, six months old today, actually. So imagine, right? So at any rate, I talked to her and um, about, well, you might want to consider biomedical, a biomedical technology degree where you can put it together yourself doesn't matter what school you go to 
you can put this thing together yourself with your um, with your um, your counselor. That way you can take classes for biology, classes for computer science. And I told her, don't take information technology classes. That's just going to teach you how to work with data. You want to work with biomed, which is hardware and software. You can learn the other stuff, <laughs> but you want to you want to go you want to you want to go for it. You know, and you want to do computer science um, and then biology. And I told her, if you do that, I can help in ways you can't even imagine, niece. And I told her, you can help yourself. <clears throat> so I hope she does it. I really, 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 really do. Because <laughs> she'll be hooked. She'll be hooked up. I mean, anyway. So what I want to talk about is just kind of summarize. You know, I sat down with ChatGPT 4.0, my subscription and got a quick summary of all of the things that I could talk about while I'm driving from point A to point B here this morning, okay? Hopefully no one calls. I've, been, I've had a very busy week. It's Thursday. I've, you know, I made some change. <laughs> I'm not greedy. You know, if no phone calls for the next 30 minutes would be nice. I've had a bunch before I even started work this morning. Okay, so let's get started. Here's a few reasons why the OOH, the Occupational Outlook Handbook, is considered useful. Now, I asked Chat GPT that. What is it and is it useful? You know, well, I knew that would give me what I wanted here. A summary and some good stuff. Okay. Career exploration. <clears throat> I have been looking at this thing since before it was on the internet. Because you had to go into the library to see the data. Any public library had access to the Bureau of Labor and Statistics uh, Occupational Outlook Handbook. It'd been putting it out forever, okay? And you had to go into the library to see it. And typically, the bad part is, is you probably wouldn't get the one that just came out. That's the problem. You would get the year before. They put out 2023 right about now. I mean, like right now, and this is May 11th. <coughs> 2023 right in time for the students to look at it right <laughs> so you typically in the old in, in the old days right you had to get 2022 or 1979 right and it's like oh that's what you, I had to deal with back in the days that you didn't get fresh it wasn't totally fresh right totally like today people don't even understand what that is to not totally fresh what the what, what kind of organization is that Uncle Eric, uh, uh, struggling. <laughs> and so what happens is, is that it has data in there on career exploration, like different occupations, the ones that, you know, and the duties, the work environment, required education and training and projected job growth. <clears throat> this stuff's useful for um, like coming out of high school, vocational school, uh, GED, you know, um, and college. Uh, masters, PhDs, people who are getting into the workforce, all of that, you know, uh, people who might want to get re-enter the workforce or want to go do some different stuff, right? <clears throat> so the educational planning part is what is really useful. You look at how much money you might want to make and you go, well, you know what? I can't plant flowers. I can't afford the house I want to live in in the neighborhood I'd like to continue. My mom and dad did a good job, you know, but I'm not going to be able to afford to live close to him if I plant if I if I go to school for Arbor. <laughs> now that's not true. 
I'm a guy who studied Arbor four years in high school. And let me tell you, you go to be a tree doctor, you can make millions being a tree doctor. I'm telling you, you have contracts with the state, county, local, uh, people with wealthy people who have a bunch of, you know, trees on their property. They want them to, you know, take care of their trees. You will make a ton of money cutting down, moving tree. Oh my, I sell equipment for all of that. I don't push it because it's kind of low, it's low uh, uh, profit. You know, I'm in high profit stuff for my time, right? Skinny business, skinny, advanced skinny business. <laughs> I mean, I run an advanced skinny business. <laughs> Uh, but I love it and I, I watch stuff on YouTube with people who have made tons of money um, doing this stuff so yes you can you just have to have it together I just rode by an Arbor business on the, the Beltway here in Houston they got like a 900 trucks over there I don't know what they're doing but uh, well who for but yes you can so <clears throat> I sent my niece the link to all of this so she could look at the biomed stuff I really hope she does it. I'm telling you. You know, she got an uncle on top of stuff. I hope she, I want her to know that. You listening, Kennedy? <laughs> you listen? <laughs> you send this to your friends, Kennedy. Okay, she has a beautiful name. It's K-E and then finishes with an I, right? So, okay. So, job market insights. Okay, the employment trends, job prospects expected growth or decline right so you can look at what <clears throat> the statistical trends are this is the data and you know the data you know it's trending over three five one ten twenty years so you can look at your growth in the industry where you might be when you graduate where you might be after you get experience and this and that right so it's it's really helpful okay um salary information which is ding 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 really helpful right and you can look at your p potential choices versus you know like how much you might make if you if you suck and don't <laughs> don't don't do very well in the occupation or how much you might make if you're you know you're a badass that's my one cuss or where everybody kind of fits in the middle that's where mostly everybody is sitting in the middle you know i yeah i'm a you know i'm a badass you can say it twice if you say it once but I only make the median. You need to go to chat GPT and ask it, how can you be more of a, a badass? <laughs> Something's not right, honey. Okay. And then career guidance. You know, you can, you get your chat GPT uh, 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 free account, the 3.5 or whatever it is. I have 4.0. I have the, you know, I pay for mine. So I get whatever it is. And as of today, it's 4.0 and 3.5 for the free. Okay. But <clears throat> you get that, you use that resource you deal with all the other different resources that are available online um, and then you cross-reference everything and you come up with a good idea of how you can get more specific in what you might want to be doing with your time <clears throat> now let me tell you this this is not a really long it's not a long podcast episode at all because I'm talking to 18 year olds <laughs> I like I've heard enough I got, I got something else to do, Mr. Eric, whatever. Okay, so here's why I'm, this is so interesting for me. It's because it's part of my $180 million, 181, $181 million and some change, uh, triple prong project. One of them is my event center, 
And inside of that, you know, having events on the smaller level, not huge stuff. If you want to do that, you got to go to, it's concerts and stuff like that. But if you want the big stuff, you got to go to bigger venues. We're going to have, I'm going to have a, a virtual reality content development studio in there. I'm going to develop virtual reality content for the blue, for the uh, occupational uh, 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 market. So you can go and you can put the goggles on that we're also going to design too and make them cheap. We're going to design VR goggles so you can, you know, so the average mofo can, can, can go get them, right? You got an average mofo job. You ought to be able to average, buy some average mofo li- uh, uh, glasses and do some average mofo VR stuff. You know, everybody's always trying to make, trying to, trying to maximize their profit. And if they only did a better job that I'm going to do, I'm going to show how, how you can make good money in a non-profit selling at the right price so you can have a ton of people buying it and they can have access. And you know, that's my thing. That's why I'm doing everything through my nonprofit as it applies to there's 180 million dollars. It's because I'm freeing myself up from the whole thing of maximizing the profit. Now, when it comes down to building buildings and charging rents and all of that, of course. Right? But even there, there will be a mantra of exceedingly fair. Don't don't put people out on the street. <laughs> Six weeks, you're like, get out, Grandma! You can't, you can't sell enough candy. Get out of here! No, no way. That would go against the mission and the people who will be working with me. It's my partners, right? No way. So we will be different, but you can still make money doing stuff, even if you have a mission that says, you know, hold it down. Don't be such a greedy rascal. So we're gonna develop content, like as an example. Um, you want to be a bio, you know, you want to go to school for biotech, biomedical tech, and all of that, like my niece might do, ding, ding, ding. We'll, we'll put together a script and record all of that through the eyes of someone that's doing it, right? Sitting in class, the kind of, the kind of stuff you got to go through as a student, right? Sitting in the library, you know, and you, maybe I'll have the, the male and the female uh, a, a version <laughs> where you can... Look at boys and look at young boys, young men and go, ooh, there ain't enough young men in the library. Where are they? Oh, they're in the park. So you go out there and you study in the park and look at young men or, you know, young women or, or gay. And you can go, ooh, so you can figure out where you can study better. Because I study in libraries. I couldn't study in light that's not good, you know, so at home or whatever and hotel rooms, ding, ding, ding for my masters. Couldn't do it. I studied all over the world <laughs> for, my, for my degrees because <laughs> I traveled while I was doing all this stuff. Okay, so we're going to put it through the eyes of the student and then you can see all of that and then you can be all of that or not. You can choose to live what you saw, you know, recreate that for yourself and go do it or move on along to something else and then, you know, crane opera, whatever. So we'll have all of these different topics that we'll, that we'll show through first party eyes. First party, you know? And then of course we'll develop titles for fun, right? Like, you know, what it means to run into a brick wall. You know, I'm gonna come up with some stuff that people don't do. Like, what does it really look like to get ready to hit a brick wall at 200 miles per hour? What does that look like? <laughs> through the eyes of a dummy. So you put that on a dummy, well, you know, you. I'm sure the car people are doing that already. So we'll just, 
you know what? I'll cajole them into it. Hey, man, this is a nonprofit. Come on now. We can't afford that. Come on. <laughs> you, know, get to, you know, get them to let you do it for free and stuff. They're already doing it. Testing. Right? So maybe we'll just uh, do a free advertising in the video. You know, whatever. You got to give to get. I come from the give and gets world. Okay. So you give and you get. And you show what it looks like to slam into a brick wall at 200 miles per hour from the dummy's perspective. And maybe we'll have some uh, some uh, some narrative. Oh, my goodness. Oh, we speed. Oh, and then kaboom. So, you know, we can do stuff like that, right? Fun. So you're, you're at lunch, you know. You want to you want to really have some fun while you eat your sandwich sitting in your car. You know, <laughs> you need a little pick-me-up. You go and you look at what it means to be a bird. What does it mean to be a bird for, you know, five minutes? What does it mean to be a bird that can fly high over stuff? And then for five minutes, you look at, you know, what it means to be a bird. You're a bird. You're flying over stuff. And you ever done stuff like that? Seriously. So at any rate, the reason why this interested me was that reason. It was because I, I know I'm going to transfer... I'm actually going to align what we do again. I mean, the uh, the virtual reality content. I'm going to align it and map it up against this handbook. That's the plan. Ding, ding, ding. So if anybody else wants to take my genius idea, because it is. <laughs> if you want to do that, then there it is. You take the Occupational Outlook Handbook and you map your virtual reality content that you would create up against the occupations that are within it. And you come up with your own creative, you know, first person stuff or whatever. You might go about it totally different. I know this. I'm not threatened and giving away this to whoever might hear it. It's because, you know, I might end up with polio or something. I, mean, I might catch cold and can't get over that cold. This thing never happens because I have to build the building. It's part of me building that building and anything could go wrong. Anything. I could die. Literally, I could. Who's going to take this over? You know, in my, uh, <laughs> the foundation that I no, nobody. It's just going to die with me. So that's why I'm saying this. I thought this through and I thought, you know what? Tell people what you're doing. Tell people what you're going to do, how you're going to do it. So they can do it too. It's not gonna turn out the same way. It's like being in an art class. And the art teacher says, draw a picture of this. And some guy walks in and takes off his robe, right? Now you gotta draw a picture of a naked man. And believe me, all 30 students in there are gonna come up with 30 different variations of what a naked man looks like. And I would love to see, I'd love to see that because I'm pretty sure some of them can't draw well farewell and they would have a stick man with a big pee pee or, <laughs> or a tiny pee pee <laughs> fail the class <laughs> now I think I'm going to end there so let me rewrap this thing up and get you back you know where I, where I had you right is that we were talking about the occupational outlook handbook that is public you know public uh, published every year by the US Bureau of Labor and Statistics if you want to see more, just go to bls.gov and look up on the right-hand side, you'll see it. Because uh, this time of the year, they put a big, you know, I think I was looking at it the other day. 
So go do that. And uh, young ones and older ones and all in between, I have been using this data since 17, 16, 17 years old. I'm 62. That's a long time. (laughs) So it's useful. All righty. You have a great day. Take care. Bye-bye.